the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Just open up your eyes and join me Cause I've been living in the sunshine Having such a nice time Sipping ice coffee as the world dressed by me Living in the sunshine Having such a nice time I won't let the stresses of the world define me, no back with us right here on Cape Craze, 12, 10 a.m. I'm Lorraine Carroll, and you're on One of 100. Every time I get the same question, so what's the one? I'm like, am I not good? Okay, wait, look, slow down, Lorraine. What are you not telling the people? What are you not saying? What are they missing? And the Lord said, oh, no, 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 you just keep talking. They'll get it. I said, oh, I see, as I continue to listen to the Lord. And what it is, most of us don't like being told what to do. That's the bottom line. Think about it. Have you ever liked being told what to do? Most people run the opposite direction of scoldings, of commands, demands. Uh, Most of us don't want any of that. So we have a tendency to go the opposite way. We've got people in the Bible that did a lot of that. I think one of my favorite people in the Bible for running away? Uh, Jonah. Yeah, I think, hey, if Jonah can run away and not do what God said, do it his way and avoid what God said to do, I'm out, man. I'm doing it like Jonah. That's normal. I mean, we're human, right? To go the opposite way. God said, go left. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, God. And then we go right. Because why? One, out of fear. Uh, two out of, um, but, but, but what if the, but what if syndrome? Oh my goodness. That's another show. We'll talk about that another time. But for today, I just want to talk about demands and commands. Now I know they rhyme, but they're cousins. A lot of the words are cousins. I told a friend of mine, he listens to the show and he was like, man, I feel like I'm in English class again. I said, well, we speak English, don't we? But oftentimes we don't even know what words mean when we speak. Because we're fluent in English. And a lot of times we don't take the time to look at what a word means, its definition, and how it applies to us where we are today. The word you learned in sixth grade and its definition, it has a different connotation to you now because you've lived life. You have some experience. You have some wisdom. And most of all, you have memories. (laughs) Some good, some bad. So what do you do with all of that information, those words? What do you do with them? Demand, command. Ooh, ooh, I had to just take a deep breath at the idea. But when you're a caregiver, there's always demands and commands, always. Demands and commands are always what you're going to have when you're a caregiver. So what does that mean? Demands usually are coming from multiple sources. Uh, One source is mm, medical demands. Well, what do you mean by that, Lorraine? Okay, well, when you're a caregiver, I'll just say 95% of the time you are dealing with 
a medical demand for the person for which you care. So I don't get it. So medical demands. Should we go there? Yeah, let's go. So some people have situations where the person that they care for are disabled. Let's say physically. Their medical needs demand your attention. And guess what? (laughs) This was a week for me where my mom had some medical needs that don't have words. They speak, but they also smell. Oh, I get it. Right. It's all about translation. So the odors alone were speaking to me. Okay, yeah, you get it. Yeah, it was that bad for me. Now, what's the demand part? I don't get it. Because usually demands have something to do with you having something to say. Asking a question, having an inquiry, or just having something that needs to be explained with the expectation that it happen immediately. Well, those are some examples, but, you know, if you look at dictionaries, oftentimes we just see them on shelves. We see them because we have Google now, you know, just put the word in. But I always challenge everybody, hey, try the actual online book version of a dictionary and compare the Google definition. You know, everywhere we go, everybody has a way of looking at things. But there's something about the old-fashioned dictionary to me, kind of like the Bible, where there's some perspectives that I just might not get. Like when you're listening to the preacher on Sundays, yeah, you can sit in your pew or you can sit at home and watch the televangelist or listen to the gospel radio station like K-Praise 1210. But after listening, what do you do with what you heard? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So the old-fashioned saints would say, well, to have faith in the Lord, you have to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. So what does that have to do with demands? Okay, I'm just trying to show you some ways where the demands come in because we're going there. I told you, my mom had some physical demands that were not speaking. They were actually just urgent and pressing requirements. Oh, oh, I'm required. Yes, I'm required when I'm a caregiver. Oh, yeah, that's right. Take a deep breath, your caregivers. It's a requirement. To do what? To attend to the needs of the person that you're caring for? It's a requirement to do it well. Or is it? Wait a minute. There are a lot of caregivers that don't do their jobs well. So if you know that you're a caregiver and you do your job well, thank the Lord. Oh, you thought I was going to tell you. Congratulations. Thank yourself. Look yourself in the mirror and say, oh, I'm doing a great job. But no, what you should do is actually thank the Lord that you're doing a good job because Technically, that's your version of doing a good job. Is the person you're caring for feeling like you're doing a good job? Hmm. Depends on if they do have the opportunity to say something to you like, can you not um, touch that spot? It's really sore. Okay. Was that a command or a demand? Or was it Just a question. Well, it depends on the tone. (laughs) See, that's where people, when we speak for people that are verbal and use their mouth and make sounds, tonation makes the difference. So when the person that's in pain says, ouch, you know, that's an exclamation for that hurt. And sometimes that's all they can get out. But it's a demand. It's a demand because they're saying, ouch, Translated means 
don't do that again. That hurts. Hey, look, that's sore. That's sensitive. Hey, can you be more gentle? But sometimes all the person that you're caring for can say is, ouch. What about you? Have you had to say, ouch, when your feelings got hurt? Have you had to say, ouch, when someone that you were caring for offended you? Or did you just go into demands and commands? Uh Uh-oh, caregivers, today's a day of accountability, responsibility, and taking a look at how you give the care. See, here's the thing. When you're a caregiver, yes, the ultimate goal of this show, One of 100, is to remind you of two things. If you don't care for yourself, then there's no care for the caregiver. But the contingency here is that you have to let the Lord care for you first. That's how I got the revelation for this show. For many people that are caregivers, they'll put themselves first out of selfishness. But when you put yourself first out of the Lord's love, out of, oh, wait a minute, slow down. Put yourself first. Wait, Oh, I get it. Okay, so you're saying I put myself first by connecting with the Lord, seeking him first, like Matthew 6.33. Right. Seek first the kingdom of God, all his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. What things? The things you need to take care of people that have demands and commands so that you don't get worried in your subconscious. Like, oh, did I hurt her? She said, ouch. Oh, my gosh. Is she going to report me? You know, some people are paid caregivers, and that ouch could mean they're going to get fired. Hey, you never know, right, paid caregivers? So let's slow down and take a moment to think about the demands of caregiving so that we can enter into caregiving with certain expectations. One being, just know people that you care for are going to have demands. So why have an attitude, caregivers? Why? Why be upset? Why be bothered? Just go in there and say, okay, I found those two-letter words are so powerful. We talked about no, but okay, two letters, okay. Well, it depends on how you spell it, but I'm going to cheat and I'm going to do the O and the K. Yeah, it's a colloquial. Yeah, slang. We use it all the time in America, but guess what? Okay is a concession. And when someone has a demand of you, instead of running away from the demand, just say, okay, concede. Sometimes it even translates. It'll translate even to yes. It'll, it'll, it'll translate to yes for the person in pain. If they demand of you, just say okay. If that's all you have the strength to say. Sometimes as caregivers, we're not strong. Uh, let me tell you, I call it doing the tango and the do do and hey, samba. You know those dances that require partners? They don't do them too much. Everybody's every dance for himself or herself. They do it their way how they do it. Well, okay. But uh, there were a lot of partner dances early on. It was a big deal in America to do things like the foxtrot and waltzing. It required a partner. I mean, you could pretend you had a partner, I guess. But, hey, look, caregivers, this is the point. You're not alone. Partner with the Lord. Don't do the dance by yourself. Say, okay, here we go. Here's another round. Lord, I need your help. Oh, that was easy. That's like saying, do you want to dance? I mean, think about it. You made a request known to the Lord, and that's what the Bible says we're supposed to do. Make your request known unto the Lord. A lot of times we think that's our wants list. Yeah, I'm going shopping, so yeah, I want some makeup. Ooh, I want a new purse. Ooh, Jesus, I want new shoes. Yeah, wait a minute. That's your shopping list. But what about your emotional list? What about your mental list? Hmm, that spiritual list. 
Did you make that request known? Lord, I'm empty. I don't feel like getting up. Oh, Jesus, I need you to help me. Not as a complaint, but as a request to the Lord. And when you do that, once that demand comes in, not only can you say, okay, but you've got the help of the Lord. You can't say the Lord is my help if you don't let him help you. How would you know he's your help? If you don't have troubles, opposition, uh, dire straits, how would you know what help feels like? Oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep listening because we haven't even gotten to the commands. That's one of the reasons I'm here today. I am a survivor of the demands and the commands. Is my mom still demanding and commanding? Would you like to talk to her? (laughs) Yeah, she'll let you know. Oh, no, no, I'm not demanding. Did you hear what I just said? Was I mocking my mom? Absolutely. Commands from my mother? Well, see, sometimes for caregivers like me, when you are caring for the person that actually birthed you, (laughs) raised you, uh, the elderly person that kind of saw your life come to pass from the beginning and now the roles have reversed and you're taking care of them. Yeah, they have a lot of demands and a lot of commands mm-hmm. because their expectation is you do what I say because that's how it always was. But like I had to tell my mom, the roles have changed. She gave me an analogy about babies needing to be assisted and needing to be changed and I said, well, mom, first of all, you're not a baby, right? She got quiet. And remember, I asked a question and it made her think, even though she has right brain damage, she was able to process that she's not a baby. I said, so mom, what can you do to help me in these situations? I asked her a question. Now, it's all about tone, remember? Because what I was really saying on the inside is, you need to help me out. You can do better than what you're doing. This sucks. Yeah, ooh, gosh, that's kind of harsh. Yeah, well, that's how I felt because I've been doing it a long time. And caregiver burnout is real. And I'm here to address that too. Write me sometimes. Hey, you, you need to lament? You, you don't want to do it anymore? Go online, KPRZ. Yeah, that's us, KPraise. You can go to the website. Check it out. I have a page called One of 100 with Lorraine Carroll. Email me. Tell me what it's about. I've had some emails. I've had some comments. Yes, you're going through it. You're not alone. I've heard it, and I've lived it, so I get it. So write me at connect at LorraineCarroll.com. Send that email. And no, I won't mention your name. You don't even have to give me your name. Just tell me the problem, and I might have a solution after I pray, ponder, and then I praise and say, hey, I'm going to K-praise and tell everybody what I came up with in my experience of caregiving on how to cope, how to manage, and how to handle demands and commands. So remember, I said it's about your tone. When I give my mom inquiries, she goes, well, I never thought about it like that. Most people receiving care don't think because they're getting all the goods. We have the goods, caregivers. We're bringing goods. Have you ever thought about that? You're bringing the goods. You're providing needs. You're a supply chain all by yourself. Wow. Yes, you can endorse yourself there. That's a good place to say, wow, I never looked at it like that. But your help, the supply itself, the ability to do it, that still comes from the Lord. And that's where the one of 100 comes in. You've got to give God all the acknowledgement, all the credit for your abilities, your capabilities. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not that great. (laughs) Wait, but I thought you said I was great and I'm a caregiver. Yes, but you still have to be a humble caregiver. The greatness is in the Lord. Is the Lord in you? Uh Uh-oh, that's the question. 
If he's not, you can ask him to come into your heart right now and say, Lord, I need you. Would you come into my heart? I don't want to die, go to hell. Hell, wait a minute. I thought this was a caregiving show, but it's also Sunday morning. It's also the big day that the Christians listen to what saith the Lord on gospel radio. And I'm telling you, having Jesus in your heart, I didn't say being perfect. I didn't say not having an anger problem. I didn't I didn't judge you. I didn't give you all these checklists. I just said having Jesus in your heart will make it easier to deal with the demands and the commands. I'm going to take you right back to Romans 10 and 9 for the directions on how to get him in your heart. Yes, Romans 10, 9. You can do it. But for those of us that have Jesus, listen, the commands, I'm telling you, I've been dealing with the commands of my mother since I was a kid. I even made her laugh, taking her down memory lane about the commands that she had for me. We have a lot of military in our town here in San Diego, and I tell you, Military people I admire so much because I was like, how do you survive all of those commands, all of that specific uh, directive and got to do it this way? You have to fold the clothes this way. The military people have to fold clothes. Yes. Anybody that's been in the military, they're chuckling, going back to their boot camp days. Yes. They have to follow orders. When you're a caregiver, technically, you have to follow orders. You have to actually exert some authority. Actually, you have to bring control to chaotic situations. Those are commands. And sometimes those don't come from your mouth. They come from your actions. Oh, yeah. See, as a caregiver, what if I don't take out the, mm, we'll call it the stinky trash. Ew. And then three days later, somebody comes by and I haven't taken out the stinky trash. Well, it's going to cause some concern If I'm a caregiver, people are going to look at me kind of like, well, what's going on here, Lorraine? I I thought you were Marion's caregiver. I am. And they're still looking at me and kind of sniffing around like it it doesn't seem like you're exerting that authority that you're supposed to have as a caregiver. Authority? I have authority as a caregiver? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. The authority is what you decide is most important in regards to the care that you provide. A lot of times people don't understand the caregiver is the author. Mm, I don't write books. Yeah, okay. Hear what I'm saying. A caregiver decides, makes the decision on how they are going to settle the issue, how they are going to execute their power, and how they are going to use their force to resolve the matters of caregiving. Ooh, can you say that again, Lorraine? No. So what do you do? You go to the radio station site and you listen again. You go to the podcast and you listen again. And you study these words. This isn't just what you're hearing right now, 5.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings on K-Praise. But you've got to go go back and hear it again. Go to the website. And just look me up, 1 of 100 with Lauren Carroll, and listen to this again as well as other podcasts right there on our website so that you can what? Actually absorb it. Right now you might be in shock. It's a lot of information. I'm telling you a lot of things. But one of the things you can do as a caregiver 
is be in control of the care. Oh, I'm, I'm starting to see what you mean. Right. See, you get to command and you get to demand your care. How you care, how you relay the care, that's verbally and physically. Uh-oh, watch out now because I told you there's such a thing as caregiver abuse. It's real. Look it up. Mm-hmm. And it's not just mental. There is physical. Yeah, there are people that get arrested for caregiver abuse. Oh, yeah, because some people can't take it. Some people lose it in that moment. But I'm here to help you not lose it. I'm here to teach you, encourage you, and hopefully help you realize there are other ways to handle caregiving aside from just sitting there looking at the person with frustration, annoyance, irritation. (sighs) I do this again. I had a situation with my mom over the weekend. And it started Thursday. Went well into Friday and Saturday. So three days in a row? Yes. Now we're here Sunday morning. Now what am I to expect? I don't know. I don't know what this day is going to bring. I can hope that I don't have to deal with that. But if I do, again, back to the tango, foxtrot, waltz, here we go. That's what I'm here for. I am the caregiver. I am the one with the authority. And I am the one that has to relay the commands. And even with the demands that I have as a caregiver, I don't have to let my mother feel my own heart's Pangs. Now, that's a different word. Now, some people say, wait, did you say pain? No, I didn't say pain, P-A-I-N. There's another word. It's very similar, and if you're not really paying attention, you're not listening. Pangs are the sudden emotional or mental distress in that moment. I said my heart's pangs. And I have had a lot of distress in moments where I am expected to be, to do, to solve, and watch this, resolve all at the same time. Oh, by the way, that was just for my mom. Well, what about me? That's when you call on Jesus. Sometimes that's all you can do. But sometimes we don't know to do that. And sometimes, guess what? We don't think to do it. You have to train your brain. If all you can say is, Jesus, take a deep breath. Hey, it's a start. It's kind of like when you're first working out, right? Hey, if you even just drive up to the gym, that's better than not even making the effort. Maybe you're not ready to go in yet. I went through that before. Just drive up to the gym, sit in the parking lot, say, I'm going to get in there. I'm going in there. Yeah, okay. Well, it took me a couple months, but eventually I partnered with someone and I went. And it was a benefit. Now, same mentality. Sometimes in those stressful moments where you have those heart pangs, overwhelmed emotionally in that moment, what do you do? You say, deep breath, Jesus. And if that's all you have, so be it. Eventually, the rest of the words will come. The beauty of Jesus is that he's there for you to intercede for you with groans where you can't talk, where you can't make a prayer request and make that request known. And yeah, you can't do all that stuff in that moment. So what do you do? You just call his name within your heart, 
where those pangs are. And you say, you know what, Lord, I can't. I've had to say it. So what do I do? He will direct your path. But it starts with, do you believe he's real? Do you trust him? Find out. Trust him. Rely on him and not yourself. Now, self-reliance, we're going to talk about that some more. It's coming up. But for today, remember the demands and the commands, it's all about the interpretation, the tonation. Change your attitude mentally. Rely on the Lord first. Convey and relay what you do with love first, which is God, and then do what you need to do. Because the person that you're caring for, you're still going to have to end up dancing with them and take care of that matter of business, regardless of how you feel, regardless of what you feel is right. And even when you've been wronged by them, you still got to do the right thing. So when you're tired, when you feel a little burned out, just take that deep breath in, reminded of the Holy Spirit's presence, and sigh out Jesus. It works for me. I made it through the weekend. I'm here today, right? Yeah, I did it again, one day at a time, trusting in the Lord by faith. You can do it too. Join us every Sunday morning right here on KPRZ, 12, 10 a.m. with me, Lorraine Carroll, on one of 100. It's not just the caregiver show, because you know that's what some people call it. No, it's the show to help anybody that has to give care. Are you a mom? Yep. Care? Yeah. Dad? Dad's care? Uh Uh-oh, wait a minute. We might save that for Father's Day next year. For now, though, remember, join us every Sunday right here on KPRZ, 1210 AM, with me, Lorraine Carroll, on 1 of 100. Stresses in the world If I mean no Oh, 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 oh. And we're clear Yay Woo, that one Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.